When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to be continuing our series looking at the best players to own in FPL. And I have to say, I'm hugely excited by how non-exciting this is going to be because today we're going to be looking at the best 4.5 million attackers. Now you might be sat there wondering, David, if this section is so dull, why are we dedicating some time to it? Well, the thing is, the format that a lot of players are going with this season very much is 3-5-2 and there is a lot of interest in who is the best 4.5 million striker to own and it's a little bit slim pickings out there. And so we're going to try and help you guys pick the best one just in case, just in case one of them ends up exploding and having an incredible season. Of course, if you're going 3-4-3, you also would need to be looking at a 4.5 million midfielder. And you will have noticed that 4.5 million midfielders this year also look very hard to come by. And so a lot of the decisions you've got to make in the bigger positions, like what you do with your premiums, arguably some of those are easier decisions because you are just faced with a sea of players you've probably never heard of, players who hardly played many minutes last season, both in the 4.5 million midfielder bracket and the 4.5 million forward bracket. And so any key piece of information that we can give you to help perhaps pick the best one of those and optimize the strength of your squad, we will help you with. And of course, one of the things that's important here is the preseason. There's going to be a lot of people that I talk about here where I turn around and go, preseason will help you work out whether or not this is someone who could live up to their potential and the best way to make sure that you are getting the best out of our preseason content is of course by signing up to fantasy football scout membership if you sign up now you can save up to 30 percent on those preseason prices and one of the biggest things you can get out of it is full access to the preseason guide and specifically the preseason minutes tracker in years gone by it helped us discover wan bissaka and john lundstrom before everybody else and because we were able to pinpoint uh, how important they were in preseason by seeing how often they were playing um, and that can be beneficial for lots of other players as well and there's lots of players here who didn't play much last season who might get a look in this season and the preseason will tell you all about that other benefits of fantasy football scout membership include uh, members area tools such as the season ticker which is fully interactive gives you the opportunity uh, to sort by the best attacking fixtures defensive fixtures over different periods of the season comparison tools as well being able to give you visuals like touch maps heat maps 
XG shot maps, things like that, and tables as well, just to compare the raw numbers as well. Season points projections, team transfer planner, and drafts from the best FPL managers on the planet. So make sure you get yourself sorted with that before the start of the campaign. It will very much help you make the most of pre-season. But let's jump right in uh, to the 4.5 million midfielder bracket first. And as I said, it really is slim pickings here in terms of starts from last season. In, in yesteryear, we were normally seeing, you know, solid sixes uh, and eights perhaps at lesser teams priced at 4.5 million to the start of the new season unfortunately even jack cork and Idrissa gay uh they're, at their clubs they're priced at 5 million it, this is probably the one part of the pricing for the new fpl season that i'm a little bit disappointed by because it does mean that it's very hard to find a 4.5 harrison reed of course is another one uh, who we've, we've a lot of us have had before andreas Pereira was a little bit broken you could say because you know he was at man united before he then went to fulham that's why he was 4.5 and then played number 10 um for the cottagers but yeah this on the screen right now is the list of starts made by all of the 4.5 million midfield players uh last uh, 4.5 million midfielders last season and yeah it's it's not great so um one start apiece for hodge at wolves sarmiento and ayari at brighton and el Neni at arsenal two starts for sar at Spurs, Scarpa at Nottingham Forest, and we've got a picture of him on the screen as well. And uh, Chukwemeka at Chelsea, two starts for him. Anderson at Newcastle, three. Um, we've got Bubakar at Wolves with four. Lukic at Fulham with four. And then Jandon Baptiste at Brentford, also with four. So uh, not many of those are really really worth writing home about but the thing is is the preseason could help us with this a little bit because we could maybe see one of these guys emerge um, and what we're probably also looking for is and there's a couple of guys in this list what we're maybe hoping for is we get a sequel to andreas Pereira, whereby it's a player at a big club who's priced at 4.5 million because he's unlikely to play there and then gets a move somewhere else uh, that's what we're hoping for and so we'll start in terms of um, breaking this position down into more detail there now the list you've just seen is people who made starts for premier league teams last season but some of these guys weren't all that involved last season but that doesn't mean they might not be this time around so let's let's go through 4.5 million midfielders at the big six clubs at arsenal we've got el Neni and marquinhos at chelsea we've got andre and chukwemeka liverpool don't have any uh, man city they've got bob doyle mcatee and peroni and yes before you ask that does sound like a sitcom set in the world of trumpton i imagine that all those guys are in the fire brigade united have got uh, ahmad hannibal mainu and palistri and spurs have got ndombele and Saar. So let's start with the Man City ones first, because they're the ones that have the biggest and best chance, I suppose, of being involved uh, in a meaningful way this season that could potentially mean you can get that guy and put them in your team just for the bench to begin with, to be honest. But on the off occasion where you need them to come in, maybe that's useful. So James McAtee and Tommy Doyle, they were both on loan together, actually, at Sheffield United last year. We don't know what's happening with them in the transfer market, but you would imagine that the Blades would be after some kind of maybe another loan or maybe a permanent move for one or both of them. And if that does happen... That could be quite exciting, actually, because Doyle was on a share of set pieces for Sheffield United last season. Uh, McAtee was more uh, involved in open play attack. He got nine goals and uh, they were in and out of the side to begin with. But then towards the end of the campaign, they very much had worked their way into being first choice starters there. So keep an eye out for a situation uh, in the summer where maybe Doyle and McAtee get the opportunity to go back to Sheffield United, either on loan or as a permanent deal. Then at Chelsea and Spurs, it's very much people uh, who um, 
have the opportunity to break back into the team with a new manager, for example. So let's start with Chelsea. Um, Chukwemeka and Andre um, might be involved, we think, a bit more this season. Uh, Football.London, who cover Chelsea um, and cover them quite closely, know a lot about them. Um, they have suggested that Andre, despite him just being 19 years old, um, is now being seen as a first-team player within the squad. Um, and it's a, obviously a first opportunity for him to impress a new manager in pre-season as well. He had a very good loan spell with Vasco da Gama last time out. And he's, you know, we're not saying right here, right now, that he's definitely going to start. But there's there's lots to like about this guy from what we're hearing. And let's just keep an eye on pre-season. Let's just keep an eye on pre-season and see what happens. In many ways, you know, it's carte blanche for a lot of these Chelsea players with the new manager. It's an opportunity to start afresh and uh, show what you can do. And bearing in mind that a lot of the first teamers from last season didn't exactly have the best time. It's probably the easiest and best time to break into the Chelsea eleven uh, for, for many a year. So keep an eye there. Um, at Spurs... Um, we are thinking that we got we got Saar and we got Ndombele. Um, Ndombele is probably the more likely to be involved uh, this season. But, we, you know, again, we got, we got to see what happens. He um, did very, very well last season. And this is why we're talking about him here. He was on loan with Napoli last year, who, of course, uh, won Serie A. And uh, we've actually got a quote here from the new manager, uh, Postacoglu, who said that... Um, he, uh, the players were good. Uh, he's been working hard in training, as they all have, because they've got no choice. I take things as I see them. He was part of a Serie A winning side last season, and he's been working well. Within that context, I am pleased to have him here and part of the group. What that means for long term, we'll see. Maybe he won't want to be part of things. And so, of course, it's possible that Ndombele had such a great time uh, with Napoli last season that maybe he wants to go back there and make a permanent move. Alternatively, maybe he wants to prove himself in the Premier League. I mean, when he first arrived uh, at Spurs, uh, there was a lot of talk about him, about him being a good signing, and then he perhaps underwhelmed a little bit. Uh, didn't necessarily always get on too well with Mourinho, but, you know, who does? Uh, an opportunity for him to reinvent himself in the Premier League after the confidence boost and the confidence-building season of winning Serie A with uh, Napoli. That could potentially happen. He's got the skills and the attributes to to, to start in a Spurs team, I would say. And so let's see if that's happening in pre-season. And uh, I suppose the only other name I guess to mention is El Nenny because he has you know, been uh, picked by FPL managers in the past before. It's incredible really to think that he's still an Arsenal player, but he's very much a backup there. There's a lot of other players in his position uh, floating around, some youth players, and of course the one, the only Declan Rice uh, coming to the club in all likelihood as well. So... And it's not necessarily a good idea to go for him. So from these guys, we're thinking maybe Ndombele can maybe break through at Spurs. We think maybe um, you know Andre might fancy his chances of breaking through uh, at Chelsea, especially in a world um, where you know it's just so much fresh and new at Chelsea. And then yeah, the best ones to look out here for are Bob. Not Bob, sorry, Doyle and McAtee, I should say, uh, moving from City back to Sheffield United. So let's move into probably the very worst section of all this. I mean, in many ways, I could have called this the video like the worst players to own in FPL, but I don't really want to be that unkind to some of these guys in case they're watching or maybe their mums are. So there's there's basically just no obvious players from any of the newly promoted sides. So the general gist here is of the 4.5 million FPL midfielders, I would stay away from the newly promoted ones. And here's why. Sheffield United's Ismaila Koulibaly played just one minute last season um, and could end up actually being loaned out by Sheffield United. 
Uh, with Burnley, uh, the options they've got, they've got Agiai, Cherlinov and Costello. Um, Costello uh, didn't really do much on a loan spell with Bradford, so he's very much not going to be in the conversation for starting in the Premier League, that's for sure. Uh, Enoch Agiai is an 18-year-old winger who's yet to make uh, any appearances for Burnley. Um, he was signed from Anderlecht in January, which of course a company has links with, and then was immediately sent back there. So he was very much one for the future. And then Cherlinov, he arrived at Turf Moor last summer for a 4 million fee, but ended up being uh, on the sideline lines for most of it he only had one start last season that came in the draw with Reading I was very proud of the Royals that day that we managed to stop the Burnley steamroller um, he actually unfortunately um, has a bit of a serious blood infection as well so best wishes with him for that because it's not a nice thing to have um, and it might might mean that he, he ends up at the club maybe on the books but not playing for some time because you know the club would want to stand by him in that situation rather than um, cut him loose when he's got uh, important things to deal with so yeah I wouldn't be going uh, near him for investment either then arguably the most uh, likely one of these guys to, to really get much involvement uh, we've actually got a picture of him on the screen in case you didn't know what Louis Watson looked like I mean I had no idea he's at Luton four league appearances for the Hatters last season that is actually the most of any newly promoted 4.5 million midfielder coming into the new campaign now according to Neil on Fantasy Football Scout who has done a very good job of breaking all of this down uh, in terms of an article looking at all of this his view is that if Louis Watson is going to do anything he would have to do a Lundstrom in pre-season and that is play not very much part in the promotion winning campaign and then all of a sudden put yourself on the radar for first team involvement in the Premier League but at the moment that does seem rather unlikely. Now, things don't get too much more exciting, but they do get a little bit marvellous in this next section when we talk about 4.5 million FML midfielders who are currently at other top 10 clubs. And it is with Mr. Nakamba that we shall start. Now, this is a bit misleading because, of course, he is on the books at Aston Villa, but actually he could maybe end up back at Luton. Now, he uh, moved to the Hatters uh, for a winter loan at the end of last season. And if he does get back to uh, Kenilworth Road, if he can, you know, find which of those terraced houses is the one that gets him into the stadium, uh, then he will have a very good chance of being heavily involved because he was a big hit for Luton uh, and helping them get promoted, of course, winning the playoff final. The only thing is, if that does happen, do not expect this guy to do anything other than simply start games for you because he will be very unlikely to get anywhere near goals or anywhere near assists for you because he was very much the number six to end all sixes, simply shielding the back four and screening across there. No attacking returns in any of his 20 appearances for Luton at the end of last season. Now, he, of all of these guys that we've got on the screen right now, midfielders at Villa, Brentford, Brighton, Fulham and Newcastle, is the most likely. Now, the handy thing about getting... Nakamba uh, is that you're unlikely to want three Villa players this season you're unlikely to want three Luton players this season so you can just stick him in um, and whatever happens with him you've got a 4.5 I suppose and you don't have to because sometimes with these 4.5s you have to avoid one from one particular club so you don't accidentally take up that triple up option that's possibly one reason why you might not want to go for Ndombele if you maybe want to have Son, Madison and Porro at some point for example um, so it's worth bearing in mind sometimes not taking up a slot from a team where you might want lots of different choices. And so Nakamba can be quite useful there, uh, possibly. Now, uh, Anderson at Newcastle, uh, he actually scored more points than any of the other 4.5 million midfielders last season. But the signing of Sandro Tonali is, um, is sure to put him into a situation where he's not really going to play very much this year. There is, of course, going to be rotation with Europe. 
But quite a lot of the time, these teams breaking into Europe will sometimes still play the stronger team in the Premier League. And of course, that is not very helpful for us when picking budget assets uh, who might get more game time because of rotation. Um, the other ones are available at Newcastle in this price bracket. We've got Hayden and Hendrick. Hendrick, of course, uh, has had loans in recent years. We've got Garang Kowal as well. He's likely to get loaned out as well. Matt Ritchie is a 4.5 million midfielder. He's actually signed a new contract, but it's unlikely he's going to get anywhere near the team. So, yeah, I would avoid Newcastle 4.5 million midfielders as, with as much vehemence as you avoid basically all 4.5 million midfielders because, as I said, it is slim pickings out there and I never thought I'd be doing a video where I was basically spending the entire time telling you don't sign this particular guy. Now, we could see some some people come through at Brighton, but we do need to see how preseason goes. We probably want to have a look at what is happening in terms of their European rotation, and this actually is another team where... I just take you back to do you want to use up your whole allowance on a 4.5 million midfielder in a world where you may want to have Matoma and Gross at the same time when the fixtures look good. You may want to have a Stupinan and which of their goalkeepers break through at the same time on top of also having an attacker. There's also in CISO to think about. There's also Ferguson to think about. So whilst there's some quality 4.5 million midfielders here, we're not sure that they're going to play games. And as I said, Brighton's uh, tri a Brighton triple up is going to get used up pretty quick by some much better players. But just for the sake of completion, let's have a look at them because it might help us just know what to look out for in pre-season. So Jakob Moda, he spent all of last season injured. He had a very serious knee injury, but he did come back to training by the end of the season, but wasn't involved in any of the games, but was able to train with the new boss. Now, when he was starting games in the previous campaign, um, he was quite a useful 4.5 to have. He was a very attacking 4.5 midfielder as well. Very versatile, could play wing back, could play uh, in sort of a number of attacking midfield positions. He is not necessarily your most prolific goal scorer, but he's very persistent. So um, he was, as I said, deployed in a more advanced role under Graham Potter. And in 21-22, he had 28 shots, but none of them went in the back of the net. Now, Sarmiento and um, Ayari um, were also on the bench last season. Alzate and Kozlowski um, were both on loan elsewhere. Now, there are going to be opportunities to maybe come into the team because McAllister's gone, Caicedo might leave. But as I said, the European involvement might make it hard to predict things. And of course, that Brighton triple up is going to be important to safeguard those positions for other people. Now, at the moment, we think that maybe Lukic and Baptiste are on the fringe of maybe being viable as 4.5 million midfielders. Um, if we see an injury for Harrison Reed in the preseason, for example, he's 5 million now, then Lukic is more likely to get starts at Fulham. Uh, Baptiste is some way down the pecking order at Brentford uh, for uh, what was last season. He has already been involved in the preseason and got involved in the attacking returns though, so do keep an eye on that using the Fantasy Football Scout preseason uh, minutes tracker. Elsewhere in the Premier League, it gets even more bleak. It's, 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 yeah, it's just awful. It's awful stuff. Um, we've got 21 more players to discuss just from the rest of the league. Uh, 18 of those 21 didn't even manage a single Premier League start last time out. The exceptions from that were Gustavo Scarpa at uh, Forest, Bertrand Troy at Wolves, and Joe Hodge at Wolves. Let's start with Scarpa first. He um, might even be leaving the club, to be honest. Um, he's, he's, he's an attacking midfielder, and he has a really good record. He got tw uh, 33 goals, 58 assists, and 237 appearances in the Brazilian top flight. Uh, but at the moment, Brennan Johnson and Danilo are really much keeping him out of the team. An injury to one of those two in preseason, or maybe some just increased involvement for Scarpa in the preseason could push him back into consideration for a 4.5 with that enviable uh, attacking return record. But at the moment, it's uh, very much wait and see. 
Uh, now with Wolves, they're in a lot of financial problems, as we know. Um, but Neves has left, so we could see Bertrand Traore play a little bit more. Um, but he does have a lot of other options. Uh, Lopetegui, he's got Lamina, Gomez and Nunes. Now, the one other guy in this list who has a chance of maybe being talked about as a possible option in a terrible bracket is Chiquinho, also at Wolves. He um, didn't play any of last season, but he came to Wolves with a little bit of uh, uh, impressive uh, pedigree from what he'd done before, and he is already back fit and involved in the preseason. Um, he assisted the second goal for Wolves as they beat Vitoria in a 2-1 preseason win. Now, those of you who play 3-5-2, it is now time for you to actually start listening, to be honest, because you probably just completely ignored most of this video because you're going, David, I'm in 3-5-2, I don't need a 4.5 million midfielder. Well, now is the time for you to tune into the most exciting part of this, which is all of the 4.5 million forwards uh, who very much at the moment are just occupying that third space on your bench. I'm even aware that some people are picking their 4.5 million forwards based on banter, let alone FPL uh, credentials. But let's just for the sake of completion, I mean, that's what Scout is all about, is just making sure we've turned over every stone before we cast it into the sea. And so, um, yeah, let's go through this list and pick out some of the uh, the more likely 4.5s to be involved. Um, and so, yeah, just three Premier League starts across this entire list last season. That was uh, Antoine Semenyo at Bournemouth. Um, and uh, he, so he got two. And then Sam Surridge, one start at Nottingham Forest. Now, at the moment, Surridge is the most owned Nottingham Forest striker. Uh, sorry, the most, uh, well, he is the most owned Nottingham Forest striker and also the most owned 4.5 million striker at Nottingham Forest as well. Now, what I would say is, if you've got Surridge in your team right now, sell him right now because he is probably not going to be involved this season. And if loads of people have him, when they realise that he's not playing many games and they need to get him to somebody else, you know, it's possible that we could see a lot of switching formation. If Salah starts the season very well, you're going to have a large swathe of, um, dare I say it, more casual managers getting rid of Surridge to turn him into a Calvert-Lewin perhaps or, or something if you're going to change shape in some way. We just don't think Surridge is going to last in people's teams. And so if that happens and there's a big swathe of sales, you are going to lose value on him if he's your guy. And so we are not expecting him to be involved with that much this season. So change him now. He is the most dangerous 4.5 million striker to have in your team because he can seriously damage your team value right from the off. And if you sell him now, of course, there isn't going to trigger, you know, if everybody sells him now, it's not going to trigger you losing uh, value. Now, of the promoted teams, that's probably where we are seeing also some, some investment as well. Corley Woodrow, he did make 27 championship appearances for Luton last year, but make sure that you're checking places that show you how many substitute appearances were made as well, because... 22 of those 27 were from the bench and they have also signed Luton Chidozi Ogbene who is probably going to be higher up the list for him. Now the two of this list who we think are the most likely to get some fantasy investment this season and it'd be a good idea Cameron Archer at Aston Villa uh, and following following Balogun at Arsenal. They both scored uh, at a rate of more than one goal every game last season whilst on loan to Middlesbrough and uh, Rem respectively. Now we are thinking that Balogun could get a loan elsewhere in the Premier League. Currently West Ham of the Premier League teams invested in him because interested in him. There's a couple of non-Premier League teams. West Ham are the bookies favourite to get uh, him. Now that would be and if he goes there he's probably going to start games because they kind of are short of uh, some, some firepower up front. Um, problem there is that if you get Balogun at the moment while he's still an Arsenal player you can't 
build your Arsenal triple up, which is a bit tricky, uh, to be honest, because you, a lot of people want one, you know, whether or not that's Jesus, one Arsenal midfielder, and then Ramsdale or a defender, or some people have gone triple attack, for example, Martinelli, Saka, and a Jesus, for example, or maybe even a double up in defence and only one attacker. You know, there's there's a lot of options at Arsenal, and um, they're probably the team that I'm seeing the most triple ups of so far in the preseason. So it makes it difficult to go for Balogun now. Maybe if he makes a move later on, that's who you switch to. Um, that's probably why Archer's probably the best bet at the moment. He, of course, had a loan to Middlesbrough last season, did well. Whenever he has gone out on loan, he has done well. Could a lower mid-table Premier League team maybe um, turn around and go, yeah, you know what, we'll take him. That could be worth looking at. To be honest, he's not that far off first team involvement at Villa in a world where there's an injury or two. If Watkins gets injured, the replacements to him are probably Duran and Archer. And uh, Archer has done very well so far in terms of those loans, um, whereas Duran has been a bit of an also-ran so far. And so if Watkins does get injured, it wouldn't be amazingly shocked if Archer managed to get a few games. So keep an eye out for that. Of course, again, preseason is going to be very important there. So... In summary, that was probably the worst selection of players I've ever analysed on this channel. But as I said, I do think it's important to go through each of them because it's those little decisions, it's those, it's the minutiae of those really those, those decisions that feel small that sometimes can just help uh, go the extra mile for your team. You need to make sure that your 4.5 million player, whether that's in midfield or in the forward line, is someone who's not widely owned because they are traditionally players that the casuals will ditch near the beginning. We could see a raft of sales that lose you value. So try and go for people who are not highly owned. Try and make sure you're not using up a slot of a triple up um, for a team like a Brighton or an Arsenal uh, for example uh, with picking these players and then do keep an eye on the preseason to see which of those players we mentioned there maybe get loans to other Premier League teams you know those Man City ones especially if they can get back to Sheffield United then that could be worth doing because you're not going to have a City uh, Sheffield United triple up this season so it's not going to cause you too much damage and uh, what you really want is you want a 4.5 million attacker who is starting games and involved in the attack and so the best way to find that out is, of course, to use that preseason tracker. If you've not signed up for Scout membership since the last time I asked you to do that, which was about 20 minutes ago, make sure you do it now. Save it to 30% on those preseason prices and it will make all the difference. Make sure also to uh, like this video and subscribe to the Fantasy Football Scout YouTube channel and hit that bell notification. All of that is free and it's going to help you guys support the channel, help us work out what uh, is the best content to do and also make sure that you don't miss any of that content yourself because there's no deadlines over the summer. So you need those notifications to help you know when to tune in. But with that, I will leave you fine folks to the rest of your tinkering and I will see you next time. At LASIK Plus, we know LASIK is a big decision and every one of our patients is unique. That's why we customize your LASIK journey to you. I'm so busy right now. We offer a mix of convenient days and times, including 30-minute virtual appointments to fit your schedule. I would love it, but I have astigmatism. We treat thousands of patients with astigmatism every month with great outcomes. LASIK Plus is making your journey towards 2020 vision all about you. So visit MyLASIKOffer.com today to start your LASIK journey.